When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. This is Wrong Side of 30, episode one after the last one. I think it is six. Everybody say hello. What's up? It's Keisha. Howdy. It's Billy. More energy, motherfucker. I told you before we started this. No, I'm I'm doing this... kind of cowboy thing, you know, like no. a little draw. <laughs> that is not going to work, man. Well, I don't think there's going to be a state fair of Texas, so I'm trying to I'm trying to do big techs. Yeah, I don't think so either. It sucks cuz that's oh. going to be another event for my wife's company that's going to go down, but with how everything is changing, it's looking her job looks a lot safer now than it is, did, you know, uh, a few months ago with kind of how society's become a little bit more aware about the challenges that minorities face in this country. So I'm going to count that as a win for the Guhinis. Wait, so why is it safer now than before? Because she's Mexican and, you know, fucking the boards of like all of these companies are all white. That there's (laughs) more events. So she has event things to do. I didn't there's know. way less events. Our, it's I was like, like I don't understand industry. how any of this is working. It's like, like the worst <laughs> industry to be in. But, you know, you have all these huge companies and all the leadership is, you know, white. Are they? And they're like, I don't know. I don't really notice race. Oh, bullshit, motherfucker, <laughs> says the white guy. Um, but it's weird because it seems like every time we start recording, the world changes drastically, Right. Yeah. Like when we did the first episode, COVID happened afterward. Everything's completely different. And it feels like we've had as monumental a shift with the prominence of the Black Lives Matter movement and the movement mm-hmm. to try to hold police to more to be more responsible. Is it just me or does the world just seem a little crazy right now? It's it's pretty crazy. Also, you know, I it blows my mind that it's already June. I feel like the last three months have just like, I don't even know what I did in the last three months. But I will say, Brandon, like, I think you did a really good job, you know, leading us into the last episode. I think you said some really awesome things that obviously we all are aligned with. And, you know, one thing about everything changing is that I think everyone's tolerance for just like injustice and bullshit is so low. And yeah. this is really just the time that, I mean, I think everyone's, everyone's just fed up with it and so you know I know you're going to talk you know a little bit about like what you need to do at this time and how we can make a difference but I think like for me the one thing that I know is important and it doesn't seem like a big difference or a big deal but like I'm just continuing to have really uncomfortable conversations with people about their privilege about some of the privilege that I probably have and then making sure that the conversation ends in a way that's still like educational that's still helpful And that isn't just ending in anger and hate. And I think like that's really important and as uncomfortable as it is right now, it's not nearly as uncomfortable what everyone else has been dealing with for the last, you know, whatever amount of time that people have just been treated like shit. I think you hit the nail on the head about we have run out of of tolerance. Like I can tell you, you know, 
I previous me if I was engaged in a conversation like on Facebook with someone who said something I found repugnant might be like look I just want to talk about like the different perspectives and now you know you you realize it just doesn't work it doesn't get mm-hmm. through so now you just say you know, go fuck your face. Yeah, now you've yeah, gone just back a piece to full-blown cyberbullying. Who is that guy who's capable of everything on next door who's, like, <laughs> ants life? David Pixley. <laughs> no, but Pixley. the thing is, it may seem non-productive, but I, I, I disagree. I actually think it illustrates to, like, a population, like, no, 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 no. Like, we, we're serious about this. Yeah. And that's why I actually think the protests have been working because you've seen movement to, like, radically change how we view policing. And that is one thing I want to talk about briefly because I know this is not the point of this show, but it's it's very hard to get anything done on a national level. Like we're just such small peas, you know, each house member represents so many people, but you can get pretty heavily involved at the local level. And that starts really at city council. So find who your city council member is, find out when they meet and there's an open records law that means that your council members can't meet with like a more than like 40% of the membership and mm. not have it broadcast publicly. So you have the ability to, to watch and to listen to the people who represent you and exactly how they think things should change. And you can be a big part of that because city council members are actually a lot more reflective of you know, you than, than anybody on a national level because they're just another member of, you know, the city you live in. And they are much more affected by anything you might say publicly when it comes to their reelection. And I think the thing to remember is we're not talking about getting rid of all police. We're just talking about decreasing the amount of things that police respond to, like taking guns out of situations that they don't need to be in. Well, I mean, I... Yeah, no, I think like, so it's funny when you talk about like (laughs) your city council people, I don't know if this is just me being completely dumb, but growing up and being an adult, it's like you think about the big elections as like the Super Bowl or like the playoffs, right? And then the smaller ones that are like in your neighborhood as like the minor leagues and like no one pays attention to those. You're absolutely right. Right. And it's like, that's not correct. Like I obviously know that's not correct now, but I will say that all of this stuff happening has forced me to realize how massively incorrect I've been and like where my focus is going. Yeah. And so that's been a positive for me. The decisions made on the city and state level and the county level profoundly impact your life more than the things that are happening on the federal level. The, 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 well, the things on the federal level just take longer, perhaps, to affect you. Yeah. You need to be involved in the local level because that is the most amount of rights that you've given up as a member of a society is on the local level. They have the most amount of control over your life and what's going on. So be a bigger part of it. So, Brandon, I will agree with you. Um, at the same time, I'm going to disagree and, and not make the call to action only about local politics. Really, I think there's a lot of people saying, you know, what can I do about this? And granted, you know, I'm the white dude here. So there's a lot of white people being like, well, I'm not racist, but I don't know what I can do to affect change. And it's like, you know, A, with your vote, like you're saying, B, just do anything to give back. Like, I've been terrible about giving back. I started doing Big Brothers last year, and granted, it's been really weird and on hold because of COVID right now, but 
like everybody isn't given the same privilege that I am. And it's taken a long time to, and I still probably am coming to terms with that and what that means and having some self-realization while also laughing at it. Cause I can't help that I was born white, but I can help what I do with the resources that I have. So if you don't want to get involved in state politics, if you don't want to get involved in local politics, I granted it's important. If you're not going to be good at doing that, do something that you can be good at doing. Like, figure out what your strengths are, give back in a way that fits your strengths to where you'll keep doing it, instead of trying to force something on yourself that you'll never continue. And that fits perfectly into our subject for today. We ain't there yet. ha. Oh, dang it. But it does fit so well, though. It does, but we ain't there yet. But we can talk God about the topic, dang. you son of a bitch. Sorry, go ahead. No, it works well, because our topic today is hobbies and the gig culture, and like Billy, what he is saying about you don't want to do any of these things if you suck. I mean, you can keep doing it, but you're just wasting time. But we'll get into all of this stuff. And I have a pretty freaking killer top five. So oh, well, I, I really want uh, and, uh, a really big question mark to I have a killer top five because the last two top fives have been, been such terrible. piles of shit. Anyways, go ahead. Like I'm taking, I think we're going to take away your theme song. No! You're the only one with the theme song. Yeah. Do better, guys. I asked for it from the beginning <laughs> that and laugh. I got There's it. that beautiful Yeah, laugh. thank you to Jason Harder, by the way. I don't know if some of you guys know Jason. Jason's so funny. I wish he was in Austin. I'd invite him on the show. So uh, real quick, before we move on to the topic, I just want to say like, I like the Animoji social things, but I don't think they're getting much traction. So I don't know if we'll still keep doing them, but <laughs> no! I think they're so funny and silly. No, you have to keep doing them. I think what helped this time around is that you've like had them reenact our stories. Uh-huh. I mean, the Pokemon Go helped. I think people related it's to that. It's very Ricky Gervais show. Have you seen the Ricky Gervais show? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, like, come on. It's Dr. Katz. That's that, that's good. what started it. Fair enough. Is it a lot of work for you? Does it is it making no. us go into more of the red no. if you continue to do it? No, I did spend a little money upgrading Billy's background. Billy, I don't know if you noticed. You didn't say anything. And <laughs> he's I like, I did not you notice anything, anything. But I upgraded your room. It's now like a better looking room. It was kind of like a. I got a cheaper <laughs> background and used them for all three. I'm so glad you're not like a professional accountant or bookkeeper. <laughs> Your use of company funds right now. How m- what are we at on Cameo? <laughs> Zero. Because I didn't. I forgot to do your Cameo in two days and it refunded it. Oh, um, shit. It, wait, you no, lose I, money I have a, if you don't do it. I, I have a subscription. I, I got a subscription to Stock Stiso. So I did like a $20. The reason $20 I have it is to use it for promotional. Do I still pay the service fee on that 20 bucks? Like, did that charge me? <laughs> your no, it your $2 dollars you for it. does not get it re- refunded. The Guys, I don't think Cameo <laughs> is going to be the answer we were hoping for. Um, Yet. Did your mom at least like it? Because, like, I enjoyed making, like, yeah. Like, so for those of you who didn't see it, Keisha told her mom a story about her and her mother in Paris, and so Keisha's an octopus in these little Animoji promotional videos I make, and mm-hmm. I made her mom like a paler, bigger octopus, but it's the same <laughs> fucking octopus. Um, no, my mom loved they are not it. Much she work. thought, they, she thought it, it was it really funny. Like, it takes me like 40 minutes to do one. She thought they were great. I actually had a lot of people, I, like my friend Jen, my friend Aaron, a few people messaged me saying that while it was funny... Her logic was not flawed. There are very rare Pokemon that you can only get in certain locations. So they totally understood. Like, the, like let's be honest. They were like, the, the Eiffel Tower will always be there. A lucky, shiny Mr. Mime, 
we don't know how long he'll be there. <laughs> it's limited time. So you got you to gotta take advantage I of that. I actually want to kill myself, but I want to take them out first. <laughs> By the way, I asked, uh, so I asked Keisha, hey, did your mom like the, the emoji? Oh, yeah. So my mom was listening to it. I, I, don't, I mean, she's, she had surgery, so I wonder if this is the medication talking. But she was like, you know, I finally listened to some of it. Some of it's a little raunchy, a lot of swears. But, you know, you and this Billy guy, really funny. Brandon, not so much. <laughs> Tell your mom to get a goddamn Reddit account. <laughs> Maybe she can join all those motherfuckers. And they can have a big shit party all about how Brandon's not funny. She, it comes from a good place, Brandon. You, she's known you forever, but she just doesn't think that your best work is coming out on these podcasts. I will, you know. Keish, why don't you bring us into our topic for the day? Okay, so we had a topic previously. Couldn't get anything out of it, so we're going to wait on that. So then we started thinking, what would be a good topic for today? And to be fair, we came up with this about an hour ago. Did you put it on Cameo? So, Did you pay for the topic? Because technically no, I own the topic wheel. Damn it. <laughs> we should get a wheel. <gasps> we should spin a wheel. We sometimes. cannot afford a wheel. Yeah, we blew the budget Aww. on a giraffe background that Brandon's going to give up on after five weeks. <laughs> okay, so the topic that we have agreed upon is... Uh, Brandon, I don't even know what you... We just said hobbies slash gig culture? Well, hobbies when we're young, that kind of evolves oh, yeah. into... Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. You know, to gigs. The gig culture. Side gigs. Hustle gigs. So You don't even know the any... topic. How do you have a kick-ass top five? This is so confusing. <laughs> to any uh, Gen Y kids out there listening and whatever is younger than Gen Y, I don't know what that's called yet. Uh, life was different in the 90s. Uh, we, we did have cell phones, but they didn't do shit. So you had a lot of free time on your hands that you had to fill. And we filled those with hobbies. Video games also not as good as they were today. Well, I don't know. They only you filled play- your time because it was harder to save. Like it was did harder you to play- <laughs> games because you fucking die and have to restart the did whole you, goddamn But did thing you play again. on like a, like an actual console or did you play computer games? Uh, both. I was okay. a nerd. What As was like your what out. was your favorite computer game that you played? Solitaire. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not Pinball 3. Age of Empires and SimCity. What? Age of Empires for those it's kind of like Civ, I guess. No StarCraft or None of that? No. Did not do StarCraft. Doom. Doom was my game of choice as a kid. Murderer. And for Bullshit. some reason, no. You could not for play real. Doom. Yes, huh? Yeah, huh? How far did you get in Doom? Like I remember the codes to be like unlimited no. ammo and IDKFA, you unlimited armor and you can go through walls and you have all the keys to get through all the doors. And then my dad had a hack code to change Pinky into Barney and then made my sister watch him destroy Barney with a chainsaw and she started crying and my dad thought it was the funniest thing in what the world. What kind of violent family did you grow up in? It, it sounds was, like the uh, kind of father <laughs> I would be actually. <laughs> but yes, we played a lot of shooting games. Well, now that I think about it, like... When I was growing up, I don't think I was ever um, turned off by anything super graphic, like like uh, like gruesome, because when my dad was young and I was you were a little up, tomboyish growing up, right? Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. And so we would. <laughs> I think this is also why I really like horror movies because when my dad was going through like his residency in med school, he would watch ho- like a uh, surgeries over dinner. Oh, I did that too. I did that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
so the volume was down. Like we couldn't, it was muted because we were talking as a family, but my dad had to watch these surgeries. And that so we're eating dinner. Up. While and you so, were like, eating? People are, yeah. And so they cut up these bodies oh. and there's like all of this stuff never turned me off whatsoever. But now I'm, I'm piecing it together because now when I watch really gruesome horror movies, like, um, like any, any fucking Eli Roth movie, like I can see it. I can't hear it. Like I have to mute the sound. Yeah, I have to mute the sound. Because if I hear this, if I hear the squishiness or the slicing through a bone, that's when I get like the weird heebie-jeebies. But I can watch anything a hundred times and I'm fine. So yeah, I get violence like that and video games and stuff and movies never really got to me. And I think that's probably why. I get histrionic on the gore stuff. My dad used to play like uh, he's near nose and throat doctor. So like we'd be sitting there and See? we'd be watching Wheel of Fortune. Uh, and then my dad would hit play just and have it queued up to torture us. And all of a sudden it'd be like. A guy's like skin removed from his nose, peeled back to where you can see sinuses and all sorts of weird shit. Dude, you want to something fucked up? So I did a I did a commercial a few years ago for uh, one of the new Mortal Kombat games that uh, WB made or NetherRealm Studios. Mm-hmm. And um, starting with uh, number, I think it was number eight, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, the fatalities got like a complete <sighs> overhaul, and they were super graphic. Those are my favorite. Well, <laughs> hold on. Last year, when like all these different companies were getting called out for crunch culture, which in like Mm -hmm. gaming and media is you're fucking working all the time, not getting paid overtime. One of the things that came out about NetherRealm was that some of the game developers were fucked up or having some kind of mental issues because they based those new fatalities off of videos of people actually getting fucking oh murder so i remember oh, so this they like all accurate. had real ptsd because they were forced to watch all these real violent videos as like research oh, yeah because it's like that. like yeah. imagine someone getting with it like you know cut in half with a chainsaw like you see the meat and everything like it's so accurate yeah. like like go on youtube and search uh mortal Kombat fatality uh, eight yeah. nine or ten fatalities yeah. and it is it is fucking but it's not like true. it looks they, like they're really graphic and like very detailed now. And I, I, I guess I didn't detailed. think about that now. Like, yeah, like someone had to do that. So that's fun. You know, just another fun so story yes. with our, our podcast v- here. Really good times. V- vibing, oh, vibing this week. Sorry, this was my fault. I took it to a dark yeah. place. I apologize. We're talking surgery because videos over dinner. I know. I'm and sorry. we're working through I just therapy. I horror movies so much. That's one of my hobbies is horror movies. That's not a hobby. <laughs> yeah, huh? No, we'll a get, hobby we'll and video games, like, we're not going to spend the, the entire time talking about video games. Video games aren't really a hobby. I, you I didn't ask me what video games I played. What video games did you play, Billy? Because this is a fucking video game podcast now, so let's just everybody talk about what video <laughs> games they like. <laughs> Billy, what video games did you play? I played um, Super Mario 3 and uh, <laughs> Metroid. I played Roller Coaster Tycoon, not so much to build oh. the roller coasters, but to launch people into the lake and kill them. <laughs> Or to make the roller coaster that's like so violent, everyone hates. Yeah, they you all throw like up the second they get out. Like everybody's five hundred miles an hour. That's intense. Okay. All right, all right, all right. Getting back to actual hobbies, let's talk about a hobby. So to define a hobby, a hobby is something you do in your spare time. That's it. Not entertainment. Not movies. Not video games. Yeah. Like collecting it's like stamps. A thing. It's like it a, thing a thing that that is different from what you do on a daily basis. Like an activity. An, an activity. activity. And yes. so, you know, now you're so used to when you have time to kill, you just get on your phone, go to, for me, I like Twitter a lot. Like there's just so much information, right? You didn't have that back then. You had a lot of free time. 
he had mm-hmm. to fill. Um, yeah. Also, w- with the internet, it was not as easy to use the internet. Like, you had mm-hmm. to have, if you're lucky, a spare phone line. Like, a main phone line and the spare phone line. And one person on the internet at a time. We had four phone lines. Is that unusual? Did you? Yes, yes man. Yeah. Who are we you? We, Can you turn privilege. your privilege down yeah, on this podcast, please? Jeez. So I, th- I, think, I think internet in the 90s is probably a whole show unto itself. Yes. So let's focus <laughs> on hobbies. Okay. Which was your topic. This I was. Okay. You. Okay. So what I, hobbies did you have as a kid? As a kid. I had two major hobbies. So, Brandon, you said I was like a tom gr- tomboy. You, I was. Yeah, you were Massive rollerblading tomboy. was one of your hobbies. I was ro- well, no, 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 no. That was my cool hobby after I watched Brink on the Disney Channel and thought that I was going to be a soul skater. And Whatever. Everybody X-Games. knows the coolest rollerblading piece of media is D2, the getting the team yeah, the Mall of America together scene. montage. Yes. What? Brink is the greatest rollerblading. No, you're wrong. Team Puppin Suds? That's not cool. No. Oh, Keish, you're so cute when you're wrong. I guess <laughs> look at it. Look at it. You're like, you're like, your eyes just get all like sparkly when you're mistaken about something. Okay. I, I so, feel really hobbies. uncomfortable like you're mansplaining her right now. <laughs> oh, don't. So, oh. So, I'm right. Cut. I'm right. You totally mansplained Good. just now. And you. Okay, you know so it. Okay, let's get mans- back. Let's, it's an opinion. It's not man's. Let's get back to. You're the topic. so cute you, with you your opinion. You asked me. <laughs> you asked me what my hobby was as a kid, and I had two hobbies. One was collecting rocks, and two because my dad gave me my first ever Swiss Army knife, making weapons in the backyard. What the what? fuck? You watch horror movies. You <laughs> make weapons. Nobody you play was Doom. concerned with my hobbies as a kid. This, These are all very concerning hobbies. But I vividly remember hanging out with my little brother, having my little Swiss army knife that had like a nail file, a scissor, a toothpick, and a very sharp little knife. And we were going out and climbing trees, pulling branches down. And he's like, this is a good one. And I'd spend like 20 minutes sharpening the end of it. And he gets another one that bends a little bit better and makes like a little bow and arrow. And we just try to shoot things with it. That was a hobby that I had. Yeah. You, did you have the anarchist cookbook? Were you like <laughs> mixing fertilizer I and did, other chemicals in a wheelbarrow? I did write anarchy everywhere. And I wasn't entirely sure what anarchy meant, but I would spell my name like K-I-S-H, anarchy. And you drew the little pentagram star symbol. <laughs> <laughs> did you listen to Insane Clown Posse? I did. I did listen to Single. I had two of the ICP Who am I albums. Associating with look, man. <laughs> say what you want. The Great Malenko is a cool album. I'm just gonna say it. I I don't know. Like I just I had anger when I was that age, and it I, you it just resonated to it. Yeah. So it okay. Resonated. So so Billy, what were your hobbies as a kid? Uh, pass. No. I don't. You love the idea of being on a podcast and being able to say pass. I'm not. I'm not actually maybe. interested in doing the podcast right now. But maybe if you come back to me in a few minutes, I'll be in. All right. I'll go. I'll go. I'll go first then. Uh, I was in a gang, but no. like a suburban lame gang. It was just kind of like everyone on our street, and we would ride bikes together. Did you? Did you cause a ruckus? Well, like when like somebody was messing with like kind of the leader of the gang. His name was Chad. <laughs> of course, his name is Chad. We all brought our weapons. That Keisha made that you bought from Keisha, you know, and <laughs> That's then I was how like, I made money. <laughs> and again, this was the suburbs. I was probably the only one who wasn't white. Uh, but at the time, I thought I was white. 
because I didn't understand race. You're not white? Um, no, you know I'm not white, motherfucker. So I was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if all of our weapons could join together? And they were like, like Power Rangers? <laughs> That's lame. And I felt bad. <laughs> so I was in a gang, a suburban gang. That was one hobby. We sang doo-wop music. <laughs> he did snaps. <laughs> And I was, uh, I was like, I think it's a hobby. I was super into uh, sports stadiums. I like became obsessed with these like huge yes, engineering. Yes, I do. I remember this. Yeah, I it was huge this. engineering projects, and like learned everything about them. Like downloaded all these like progress photos as they were being built. Because cool thing is, oh um, no, oh no. <laughs> I'll just say real quick. So the city of Baltimore, for whatever reason, built the ballpark at uh camden yards and it changed everything and after that everyone started building these custom stadiums for specific sports that incorporated like history and like a new way of looking at architecture and it was exciting so those were my two hobbies it's very uh, true yeah because the texas rangers stadium the ballpark in arlington was like a quick ripoff of camden yards but like yeah. texas theme sort of deal they changed everything and like you know like the mets now have ebbets field well it's based on ebbets field I, I forget what it's called the actual corporate when name. i was 13 i got into ballparks and masturbated to camden yards on a nightly basis <laughs> oh can we add masturbation to the hobby no because i did it a lot i'm just practicing my i'm practicing my hand puppets mother i'm just practicing my hand puppets <laughs> Oh, gross. All right, Billy. What were, what were your hobbies? Uh, See, so it's hard, right? Because I was just a part of a lot of organizations growing up. It's like, oh, I was a Cub Scout and a Boy Scout, and I belonged to, like, I had to go to church three times a week, and I was in oh sports, and I played soccer yeah. and baseball and football, and I couldn't really play basketball. I was real bad at basketball, so I didn't play basketball. Uh, but <laughs> when I had free time... I w- Wait, you were a Boy Scout? Yeah. Like you, you have to be like you have to be like sixteen to be a boy. No, no, I was like first year. I was one and done because all these kids were lighting their feet on fire with lighter fluid, and there were wasps everywhere. And I don't mean the Protestant Just kind. Not interested. Yeah, in it was that. real fucked up. Um, the bug kind. <laughs> I did play sports in the neighborhood, so we had like a neighborhood, not a gang. We had a, a league. <laughs> and we played a roller hockey, and then when I got older, I started playing music. So I got a bass guitar in seventh grade and a guitar guitar in ninth grade, and I played in a band in high school, like a rock band. Did and, you get paid though? Yeah, a couple of times. See, okay, so at the, this actually goes well with our theme because when we were younger, right, it's all about just doing shit for fun, like to pass the time because there's nothing and else to do. To clarify, it's it's because our parents didn't want to spend time with us. Yes, because they and were... And you're seeing that now with yes. all the people who have kids in quarantine that are going fucking insane. Right. It's because your parents didn't want to be around you and they couldn't just give you a tablet no. and get you to shut the fuck up. I mean, I colored sometimes and I drew and I wrote a lot of poetry, but like beyond that... Oh my God, can we read your poetry? No. <laughs> I'm really worried about your childhood. Like, I feel like there's an alternate Keisha timeline where you're writing anarchist cookbook poetry. Jesus. and playing. I feel like with all the dark shit that I was into, I think it could have gone very wrong. You were a risk is all I'm saying. But I got out of it. You stared at surgery videos all day. You played violent video games. You manufactured weapons and you wrote dark poetry. I had a live journal and a dead journal from when I was feeling sad. That's why so many of your boyfriends seem like quasi-serial killers. Like in hindsight, I can see that now. But back to our topic. The point we're trying to make is as we get older, all of a sudden it goes from like we need to have hobbies to fill the time to these hobbies need to also give us money. 
And so you see that as you get older where you're doing things to like make a buck. So you're cutting people's grass or you're like uh, washing cars or I don't know what other people do. I used to like babysit or I would help people like do crafts or make food for them. But like what God was- help the people who hired you to babysit. I don't know what you taught their children. What? <laughs> what? We're, we're going to watch hey, some watch this movie. video surgery. <laughs> let me introduce, let me introduce you to Hellraiser. <laughs> And then, like, like, there's some 20-year-old now who's, like, in bed rocking back. Oh, my God. He's, like, in the mental asylum right now, just, like, bouncing against the walls. But what what were things that you guys did that, like, were part fun but also got you a little bit of, like, an allowance or some money? Well, what did you start making money with? And then when? how did you figure out how to monetize the fun thing, I feel like, is the natural progression. It was just babysit. I would babysit. And then, like, I remember... Was that fun to you, though? Was that You didn't fun get an you? allowance for chores or it anything? Was, it was okay because they were good kids. Not and after you were like, done with them. they were my them. parents' friends. And so they felt bad. <laughs> they felt bad not giving us, like, a decent amount of money. So they were like, I don't know, $20 sounds good. And I'm like, okay. But I, I think like as far as making extra money, I, I remember my mom told me when I was like seven years old that my allowance was $2 a week and she forgot after a few years and I kept tabs of how many $2 weeks she's missed (laughs) and I tried to cash it in and she's like, with interest, with inflation. Now that I know what inflation is. <laughs> now that I work for a bank and don't know how to subtract 17 from 20, let's calculate inflation. She, she was like, no. And I was like, okay. Can you buy me an iPad or an iPod? And she's like, maybe. I'm like, okay. Uh, can you buy me the new Everclear CD? And she's like, yes. And for some reason, that was a good trade off from like four years of missing allowance. <laughs> and now I have so much for the afterglow as one of my first CDs that I ever bought. <laughs> now I can listen to Father of Mine 15 times I in a row. I just didn't know. I didn't know how to negotiate back then. That's a skill that I have now. I should have known better. So I don't know. Maybe like I didn't have traditional hobbies. When I got to college uh, and I got a, you know, a kind of job at the TV station where I met Billy, I really committed to it like more than 100%. And, and that kind of continued into my... Uh, my first job out of school and I could definitely say I my work-life balance was completely off and I think maybe the lack of hobbies growing up kind of just pushed me into just doing focusing on work 100% of the time and you know I burn out and that's what happens is if you don't have that kind of balance you you burn out right? can I say though like I, I I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like the like the whole work-life balance thing is a new thing. I don't ever when I was going through like trying to find a job, get out like out of college or getting internships, no one was like look for companies that value work-life balance. They were like just find someone that'll hire you and be grateful that they're going to yeah, pay you to Yeah, do but stuff. that's been a reaction to the <laughs> immediacy of work now. You have a smartphone, you're followed by your work constantly. I mean, right now we're working from home. We're seeing it worse than ever. It's like you are constantly on call and you're not a surgeon. You don't work in an ER. Why are you constantly on call? Because every time you pick up your cell phone, you get a work email. Right. Right. But I do think that like that didn't exist back then. I think it doesn't exist in some countries now. I think France passed a law like certain companies can't email you about work outside of certain hours. But I don't I even think the ability to to prioritize work life balance is like 
a t- like a type of privilege for people. Like if you're working four different jobs that are shitty jobs just to make your rent, like you don't have the privilege to be like, sorry, grocery store. I don't want to do that. I have to value work life Yeah, balance. that's just like, benefits. Benefits that. in general. I mean, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I, th- I think a part of it is we weren't thinking about that when we graduated and when it entered the work. Uh, environment because we entered it in a recession and a really bad recession you know I graduated in um, 2009 Billy graduated 2010 Keisha graduated 2009 ish Mm -hmm. Um, from her fake school or from her real school from my real school (laughs) (laughs) and you know you're desperate to get a job it doesn't matter how much they're going to pay you it doesn't matter how much you have to work but you know like so many people can't find work because the economy's shit and then I think like over time you had companies realize that there's a falling out mm-hmm. like a mass fallout where people like over committing themselves overworking and that's where I think you see the work-life balance that's why I think you see more like my wife's company even pre-covid was like work from home one day you know like and you see in some other countries where they're doing four-day work weeks because you understand forgetting this bullshit boomer oh this is the way it should be people are less productive when they're mentally you know exhausted you and strained. calm it down on the boomer language man you're age shaming he's very upset i'm very generation angry. shaming so so now now that we have okay so all of us are are adults ish for the most part. I don't think millennials will ever. Wait, feel like I, I didn't get I to tell you why. what I did as a kid when I was getting, you know, paid. Come on, you guys keep skipping me. You were you. You said you're in a band. We get it. We get I, it. You're I did music. more I chores you, like, than all of no. you. You play music, cool with your. All right, bass Billy. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I am cool. What did you do when you were a kid? Uh, I crushed cans. So, like, you know how you recycle what? cans? You crush cans. I had oh. to. I had to crush all of. Did you use your hands? No, God. What am I, a bear? Oh. And then I had to do all of these weird odd jobs for my dad. He did a lot of uh, work around the house, like pouring concrete in the side yard and repainting the entire ceiling and texturing them. <laughs> was he a contractor? <laughs> he was a doctor, but he liked working with his hands. I got electrocuted once working for my oh dad. My um, just a lot of weird odd jobs. Billy, you're the youngest, right? Yeah, I was the youngest. Summers, I had to work for my dad's doctor office. So like when I was in junior high, he would put me in a storage shed and I would just move boxes of files. Jeez. Yeah, that's way cooler than our hobbies, Brandon. That's not a hobby. Moving files isn't a hobby. <laughs> I had lame jobs. I had a summer where all I did was shred. Shred like, like documents not, not, that my not mom's your ab- work. Oh, not your abs. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> all I did was shred like documents in my mom's work and I get so bored. I'd ask to like go to, you know, buy something at the, like, I don't know, the cafe and I just go in the elevator and I just start hitting all of the buttons. And then one time, like, I kept hitting the buttons and all of a sudden the elevator fell, like, three feet. <laughs> so then, like, I jumped out and, like, sprinted <laughs> away and hope they didn't have it on camera. Oh, I completely forgot. Uh, so I did have one really awkward job as a kid. Um, I would earn a dollar a minute massaging my mom's shoulders. Is that weird? Weird. Is that I mean, weird. that's pretty good. That's pretty good money. So, like, though. one day, and I was like my hands were wrecked. I was like 11 or 12 years old. And, um, a dollar a minute. Yeah. Like a real massage. She paid me like I was a masseuse. Yeah, that's that's how I earned the game. Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> that's so weird, man. Every time you play that game, it's just in the back of your mind. You're thinking about massaging your mother. Yeah. It was a beautiful that's love a- between a son and his mother. 
fuck, dude? That's weird. <laughs> All right. So oddly sensual. So we had weird hobbies as a kid. We kind of evolved into into hobbies that kind of made money as we got into teenage years. And then I was writing in my dead journal about my feelings. So as Ooh, adults, I think we covered. <laughs> I think we covered your life journal. <laughs> I'm going to cameo you and say our next topic is just live reading. You have to read you have to read posts from your live journal. As we are adults now though, what are hobbies that you have now? And to to be fair, like I think hobbies as we've gotten older, especially in our 30s, they can't just be hobbies anymore. Like if you tell people, "Oh yeah, like I like to knit." I've I, people are like, oh, wait, well, do you sell it? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you do with all the shit that you're knitting? Hobbies aren't like monetized. You, hobbies you do for no, pleasure. They, they have to be though, because no, time. I, I, I think a lot of people have monetized their hobbies, and now that, that's, that's what I a, think a no, side that's the is. difference between a side hustle and a hobby. A hobby you do for fun or for pleasure. A side hustle is monetizing a hobby that has a little bit of pleasure because you you have to because you get money. It, if you if you yeah. were to say someone has no hobbies because they go to a book club and they um, knit or they you know do long I'm distance saying, races, none of those are monetized, but they're still hobbies. I know, but I'm just saying that as adults, no, you just it's kind are of obsessed like, with the idea of a side hustle because you've been watching too much Spawn Con and I, influencers, and you feel like I everything has to spin work a buck. For the man. I just no, want to be I, an independent woman. That's all I want. The gig economy is a, a real thing, you know, and it's it's picked up in the last like five or six years between ride sharing services like driving for Uber or Lyft or uh, mm-hmm. like we're mm-hmm. a Airbnb host. I agree. And that was like a pretty good side hustle managing that. But that's not a, a hobby until COVID. Having came. an Airbnb isn't a hobby. I mean, if you have the right attitude, it can be. So they're two distinct things. You can monetize and make your hobby a side gig, but you this can have is side the gigs that are hobbies. We rolled with Will. You you made a <laughs> unilateral decision and changed that. You changed <laughs> the topic ten minutes before, and you don't want my hot <sighs> opinions, but I got hot opinions, and you are <laughs> conflating two completely different terms. A lot of a lot of people have turned their hobbies into side hustles. I agree. I've agreed with There's that. There's not enough time in the world to have both a hobby and a side hustle. You just got to combine the okay, two. Okay, dipshits. Let's walk it back for a second. Keisha said that a hobby has to be a side hustle moments ago, which I- Because you don't have time. There's not enough time to do that's stuff. That's a sleep, complete you nap, fallacy. You work, you eat, it, you poop. Look, we agree that Keisha's wrong, but you know she can only, <laughs> she can only do so much. Can't wait for the top five. <laughs> Jesus, I'm going to enjoy this. Like a, a hobby does not have to be a, like, I know, like, didn't you, you took a class with your last boyfriend that was kind of hobby-ish, Keisha. So oh, blacksmithing money. 101? Yeah. I, I think I, I want to go do it again because I think I could make money off of it. Like I can make knives and like ninja stuff. She's gone back like, to making weapons. What is this? Guys. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking monster who are the people that you think are going to be buying these things they okay so they're here's the, the other the, thing they're the motherfuckers that are trying to no, start no, no, a civil no, no, no. war right Brandon, now let me educate you what is it the bugaloo people that's who that's so, what that would be your market listen last night i decided that i wanted to start a new hobby that includes curating things i like and also this wonderful thing that i heard about on tiktok called drop shipping and so i bought a you a domain i started curating I built a website. I curated things. And now... Killer I'm- Keisha's crazy knife emporium. <laughs> so, guys, guys, this website is called... Need a slit of throat? So, can I plug my website, oh, please? Oh, 
The website is called socialskulls.com and it is handpicked, curated, skull, gothic, emo-related shit for your house and all of your homes. Wait, wait, wait. So you registered the site? This is your site? Look it up. It's a real website. I'm still working on it. But yes, I'm starting to drop ship. I'm going to handpick shit for like your house and your kitchen. And it's going to be fucking cool. Oh Did you only pick this topic so you could plug your website? <laughs> <laughs> That's the best side hustle I've heard yet. So I heard a podcast that you're supposed to find every opportunity to plug your drop shipping site. So yes, <laughs> mission accomplished. Can we, can we edit this out? I don't want to hear. I, I don't want to promote uh, a psycho killer weaponizing. Uh, no, I'm fine with it. So yes, so as adults, that's it's a new hobby. I just started yesterday. I got into stocks, which again has monetary benefit. How does that relate to hobbies? I love watching the market. It's a hobby. Have you bull bear bull bear? Have you ever bought stock? Have yes. You, yeah. No, for real. Have you ever bought a stock yes. when someone tells you that it's fucking? It's like addicting. And sold it because I needed the money. I, I totally understand. Like Wolf of, I mean, I don't understand Wolf of Wall Street because I've never seen the movie, but like I read about it, and it seems like I understand why it's. <laughs> Billy's like fucking going crazy. This is the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. Have you ever? I, I've, I've got this new side hustle. It's called buying stocks. I, I, I do something that I enjoy called investing in the stock. Have you ever bought a stock before? It's like, oh my God. And I feel like I, I, I understand this movie. I've never seen the movie, but I really like the movie. But I, I don't know anything about it. And I'm really, my new side hustle is something called stock trading. I'm still learning what that means. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah, so COVID's kind of like ruined our Airbnb, like side hustle, um, which is good and bad. The bad of it is I miss that money. The good of it is it's not fun to have people in your house that you don't know. You could always rent it hourly. See what kind of crowd that brings. <laughs> no, I've, I've, no, because I've been there. Like That's the problem I have now. Like My wife hates it, but she understands like, you know, and it's good like side side cash. But there's this one guy and he he lived in Del Valley, which is close to Austin. And I was like, hey, uh, so why are you staying here? Uh, I know you live close. He's like, oh, well, my wife and I are going through divorce. And I'm like, oh, man, oh, well, this guy is going to be him. super sad and depressed. Ooh. He's going to be like, you know, I'm sure his he's just pro his body has probably gone to shit. You know, why, just eating why is his body the first unnecessarily. Thing and then he gets here, big dude, in pretty good shape and pretty chipper. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And he's like, hey, is it okay if my girlfriend comes over? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, it's, you know, you rented the There's room. There's the catch. Yeah. So then, like, his girlfriend gets here and, like, meets him in the room. And I'm downstairs, which is directly under our spare <laughs> guest room. And I start oh to hear God. squeaking. And then I start to hear spanking and no. then I start to hear screaming. And all I could think of is like, oh, my God, if my wife wakes up and hears this, she is going to be so pissed off. So I immediately like go upstairs and go to bed and turn on the TV. And like she like her like an eye will open. She'd be like, what is that? I'm like, oh, sorry. The TV's loud. She's like, OK, she goes back to sleep. She doesn't notice anything. And then like they finish. It's all done. And I'm like, whew. Lady comes back two days later. For round two. For round two. 
And then they're going for an hour and like there's nothing I can do. I cannot keep it. And like my wife hears it, understand what's going on and becomes furious. She's like, you go there and you tell them to stop. And I'm like, I mean, they paid for the room. Who are they trying to impress, though? They impressed me. There's no need. It's too much. It it was long. We get it. It was like it's an new, hour. It's a new relationship. We get it. We've yeah. all been there. I want to be like, baby, you know, that ain't his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so don't don't judge me based on that. That is not fair. <laughs> While I do miss the uh, I do miss the money that came from our renting out our extra room. I, I don't miss the fucking people. <laughs> the, the literal fucking people. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That was a much but better do... story than the stock story. <laughs> My stock story was so good. You sh- That's going to be a great emoji. You just wait. Imagine, Brandon, Brandon, make my octopus like a little Wolf of Wall Street octopus. Like, buy 10 shares, 12 shares. And like doing that thing in the movie, in the trailer, where he's like in the group with the room and cheersing. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. I'm thinking that's not of funny. The great, that's the great Gatsby. That's Leonardo DiCaprio with the great Gatsby. That's not Wolf I hate, Wall Street. I, hate, I think, I don't know if I'm having an aneurysm or an embolism, but it's one of the two. How... So I was in a cover band, so we used to get paid for gigs, and we'd play like for what four hours. Uh, everything, Tom Petty, Black Keys, The Strokes, Nirvana, Madonna, Billie Jean like by it. Michael Jackson, if you don't know. I All like over it. the place, man. We did Rick James. Uh, I also wrote articles for the Dallas Observer as a, as a side hustle, so... Nice. What did you write about? That's pretty cool. Uh, I, it was mainly what I do here. I just ranted about stuff, and it was clickbait. <laughs> it was like the 10 reasons that traffic in Dallas is terrible, shit like that. When you worked at your uh, brother's studio, you actually did some work for me. I had the fucking hardest time in the world finding a vault that was around. Oh, yeah. And I remember that now. I remember the people who were helping me out. I, I'm like, guys, we need a round vault. Vault? And yeah, like a bank vault. Vault. Oh, okay. And they would send me something that was like a square vault. And like, does this work? And I was like, <laughs> no, it doesn't because it's not round. We need a round vault. And then I hear back again. Well, we couldn't find a round vault, but we found this rectangular vault. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. That's not and then I had to like work. lose my shit and be like, I don't know how many other ways to tell you. That we need a round vault or the gag doesn't work. It's a waste of time. So I like went on this tirade because I fucking lost it. I was like, I don't know how to make myself any more clear. And then the next day they found us a round vault in uh, Dallas and Billy went up and shot it for me. Nice. That actually goes back to our topic of reality TV, how everything's fucking faked. It was for a reality TV show and we fucking faked. It all ties together. Our podcast is like The Wire. I've never seen The Wire. I hate you. Have you ever played the game Fallout? There's Round Vault. A Round Vault is very oh, yes. central. Oh, I've, yes. I've seen Fallout. We went down into this really haunted-looking, like, old abandoned building, oh. and then the fucking door got stuck while I was inside. Like, it, we had to close <laughs> it, but it didn't close all the way. It didn't, fl- like, it, it wasn't like a flush-tight fit. And so, at one point, we closed it as much as we could to fake the shot, and then it got stuck, and it took, like, four oh people to try to open God. it. And I was inside, and, and inside, it had been abandoned so long, there was, a, like, a chicken bone, like, a rotted chicken bone, and, like, a left bucket with unknown fluid inside. It was oh. horrible. It was actually a lot like the no. game Fallout, I think. 
<laughs> I mean, I got paid like a salary to manage this, manage a studio. And, but then whenever there was pickup work, I'd be like, me, please, me, please. Yeah, it's fun going out. And hopefully we'll be shooting at some point. Hopefully we'll find a great investor who's like, make a movie and we'll make a movie together. That'd be cool. No, I hate doing that. That's terrible. Oh, I love being on set. Oh, I miss really? it so You're much. You're so anal. That's probably why. It's the most anal uh, place yeah. to be. Sorry, I meant that as a positive. Like, hey, you're so anal. Yeah. No, but no, I am. But like, again, that reflects back to like, you know, my hobbies growing up and like my hobby now. I tell you, my hobby now as an adult is like development, like in the city. And like, I have my own development group on next door with 250 people you, that joined just, at voluntarily. Just talking about develop, like development? I post about new developments with all the details and photos. Do you have David Hicksley like in there? Because he's capable of all things. David Pixley, motherfucker. Pixley. David S. Yeah, I'm Pixley. sorry. I don't remember the details. His skills are limitless. Yeah, so get him, get him in that group of yours, and I'm sure he'll be the best developer of all. We're, we're getting destructed. So, Brandon, it's five things. Is Where's it? No, my... no, Billy, do you have anything else? I don't care. Just do the fucking five things. <laughs> No, no, I just think I we can't keep get track of who said no, what. Just, we got to get I'm him angry the for the other, really... the opposite of five things. Oh, my God. The spicy, Billy's spicy five. Hot spice, hot five. How do you All string right. words together? What is your methodology <laughs> for speaking? <laughs> you need to you need cue the music, Where's, motherfucker. Play play my music. scooby doo ba 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 Keisha's five goddamn things. Zip, 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 za, Keisha, goddamn motherfucking five things, foot long, bitch. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. You know what? I will accept that for today. I will accept that music. So my five things are the five hobbies that will never be. It is the hobbies that I wish that I had that people tell me that is good for me and is healthy and good for my health and my mind. But I just fucking know I'm never going to do it. So starting from number five, meditations. <laughs> oh, fuck meditation. I actually meditate. It's really it's nice. So, it's hard. I, I can't do it, man. I can't. Quincy's doing it. He does it every day. He's been doing it for two weeks. He fucking loves it. And it's doing. It's actually making a huge difference for him. What app does he use? Headspace. Yeah, Headspace fucks. Oh. Especially because like now they give you a whole year for free because of the whole pandemic. And they're like, y'all. The world is. I just paid sixty five bucks. Oh what the yeah, fuck? you shouldn't have, because they're just doing it for free now. They're like, "Hey guys, the world is fucking stressful. Here you go." So yeah, it's a free for a whole year. So so hold on, your your top five are things. No, are, in which order are we we're going? Doing five, are we going five one to one. To five? five to one, the usual. So these are like this is like your uh, hopes and my dreams hopes and for, dreams. You're hobbies. basically you're doing like New Year's resolution yeah. on June eighteenth. Yes. yes. How to become so a better meditating? Teacher. Okay. Tried it can't get into it i'm actually more stressed out after i meditate because i feel like i've wasted 10 minutes i could have been doing stuff number four is have you guys watched the marie kondo thing on netflix tidying up like yes right so this whole like idea of and practice joy yeah, spark joy minimalist living that shit like people have taken that as a hobby but i'm like i paid for all of this stuff I like things. I love I things. Enjoy things. I love things. I love having you don't forget things. like twelve different black shirts. I like all the varieties. I know it's a lot. I like all, I like my colorful bulbs in my house that change colors and dance to music. Yeah, yeah. Does that make me a bad person? Does that maybe that 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 probably doesn't spark joy for other people, but it sparks a lot of joy for me. It sparks joy for me. Yeah, I'm very materialistic. I have no problem with that. Okay, number three, running. That's a hobby, Billy. You run. 
You hate it. You broke your hip. Why don't you run? Go run. No, I, I love running. Why? I hate getting injured. Why? Okay, here's the thing. Every time I tell people that I'm trying to get into running, they're like, oh, just wait till you hit that runner's high. And I'm like, when? When does this happen? Guy never hit that point. Yeah, what what is the runner's hot? What does that feel like? It's great. It's basically like meditation. It's like the whole world turns well, into that's this why. Like sweet tunnel of quiet. <laughs> that's why it doesn't work for me. I no, hate it. I've never come close to that. And I do run, but it's like it's the worst. My, like when me running, I'm being like, I fucking hate this. I hate I it hate so it. much. It's I the worst. I hate it. Oh so, my god. Yeah, running it's almost done. It's never Keep a going. hobby. Okay, so number four is reading. And I I not that I don't know how to read. Obviously, I can read. <laughs> but to read for fun. <laughs> I just, just want to make sure. I just, I just want. You should know I, I, know, I, I have a website I, where I decorate your house with so, skulls that skulls. I choose out, but I can read. I just don't understand why she went with skulls. Like, who, especially is, during a fucking no, 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 pandemic no, no. depression, is, who needs skulls? There is a market for it. Okay, <laughs> there is a market for it. Just That's you wait. The worst no, idea. it's not. It's a fucking great idea, and you're just mad that you didn't think about it first, and you didn't learn about drop shipping until I texted you about it last night. So it's fine. But yes, there are women out there who can sell their own bath water. So she may be right. That's true. I want to make an extra two grand a month to satisfy my desire. You will not make two grand a month you, selling skulls. I will. I will. And that's going to feed my desire to have more shit in my house because I love shit. I love things. Make two grand a month doing podcasts. When? Who? How? I don't know. Have better top five what, lists. What, Maybe that'll when help. I, when I start my own, when I start my own <laughs> podcast, that's when I'll make two grand a month. Hey, no. Okay. So, Wait. So two sorry, grand on, a month is like people subject. who have real estate investments. How are you going to make Just, two grand listen, a month on a got, margin on listen, skulls? You got to. What's listen, the margin on skulls? It depends your, on how you buy it. So, so there's a whole science to drop shipping. I'm not going to get into it, or else you're going to know all my secrets, and no one's going to go to socialskulls.com. Should I tell you guys? <laughs> did I tell you guys I was. I'm I'm trying to get some equipment back. So I've like last year I did a lot of different test podcasts. One of them was sports themed. I'm trying to get some equipment back from somebody for that. And I wasn't hearing back. I was texting him, emailing, not hearing anything. So I finally just like kept texting, like, hey dude, do you what's going on, man? I just need this equipment back. He's like, Oh, sorry, I've been using it. I'm like, Oh, what are you using it for? He's like, Oh, I started a podcast. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, with my equipment. <laughs> Is it no? Give it is back. Is it a good podcast though? Have you listened to it? I don't know. It's a. It's not a. It's not a. It, it, it's not like he took what we were doing and making yeah. that. It's like a podcast with another buddy of his. Boo. Um, Do you he's now a great guy. own his podcast? No, no, no. He's a great guy, uh, and that might be a podcast in the future, but it relies on one person being available, and they're not available right now. Because they have kids they have to take care of. Okay, can we get back to my number one? We haven't got to my number one yet. Ugh. Oh my God, you're not done? Yeah, I know. My number one Jesus hobby that I'll never have is, I, I put sculpting, but it's really this category of hob of of hand of ha hobbies that require your hands, <laughs> like hand hobbies. You've outdone yourself. This is the worst. This is such a good time. Possible. <laughs> this is this is the worst episode. This is like the pathetic list of things that I take to my therapist <laughs> when I'm just like, God, I wish I was a better person. I could meditate. I could That's run. my top five. And the top five hobbies that I will never do because I, I just can't do it. Do hand hands, stuff. My hand hobby. Number one. This is number one is hand stuff. Like, what are we talking about? Hand stuff? <laughs> 
Awesome. You're like, I'm really so fine. Practice, so, practice isn't the problem so with Brandon. He's had plenty of practice. I'm ambidextrous in the hands. Look, man, <laughs> you know, what a man does with his hand and another man's penis for money is his business. I've always said that. You ever get docking and doxing confused? I know what doxing is. I don't know what docking. You know what docking is? No. Tell us what doxing is. Places like Reddit or anywhere else, people have anonymous screen names. You figure out who they are in real life and put up their personal information. What's docking? Doxing doesn't is not about a doxin like dogs, like little puppies. No, doxing. Yeah, doxins. <laughs> God damn it! Shut the fuck up. This is what happens. We change the podcast topic based on Keisha's recommendation <laughs> ten minutes before we start, and it's an unmitigated disaster. And now, we get doxin there. The topic we wanted to do. It's kind of heavy. It's a little heavy. So, oh, oh, now we're getting heavy. <laughs> suddenly, suddenly heavy. Talking about race relations. Well, and we have to, man, of the world. We have to address it. That's true. Yeah. So, so roll into it, buddy. I can't. I can't not talk about Black Lives Matter and just roll in and me giving HJs at the corner for money. That's true. So as a side hustle, you can't I, just jump into it. I'm not it. saying that you shouldn't talk about it. I'm saying you're complaining that how you were raised is heavy. No, 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 not heavy. Like I guess I meant more like it's you know one thing we got to get right. Yeah. If we're gonna be talking about our parents, yeah, because they're gonna talking about other people yeah. in general. Yeah. Yeah. Docking is where two dudes create an airlock with their uncircumcised oh, penises. God. What? Docking, a very intimate and intense sexual act performed by two uncircumcised men. Guy one pulls his foreskin back and holds it while guy two stretches his open. Uh, no, you're going to have no. <laughs> and outward as far as possible over the head oh. and shaft of the other guy's penis. Then guy one repeats the procedure as he's releasing all of his foreskin that he was holding You're, back. This is how you create tightly. a vortex. Do you want a vortex? I can't. What? Do you, what wait, what? <laughs> how do you mean? A, like like a black hole? Like a vortex? Like, it's like portals. Like a, a portal portals to another dimension? To other dimensions. You took two penises You're together? Ready. You're not ready for what's on the other side of that portal. Jeez, man. If that's what it took to create a portal, I don't know if I could go through with it. <laughs> that is a hard dilemma. Because I would love to see other dimensions, but, but I like, wouldn't necessarily want to take someone's Brandon, foreskin what around my penis. Cost? <laughs> Billy, do you have foreskin? What's that like? <laughs> you gotta clean it a lot. No, no, I'm I'm clipped. Oh yeah, me too. It's like a it's like bulldogs. You have to clean their. Foreskin. Have you seen an uncircumcised like? foreskin Keisha yeah I'm sure probably what do you mean probably you don't remember why would I remember that I would remember if I saw like a vagina without a labia or something I don't know. I don't I don't have a picture book or a, a, a fucking scrapbook of things I've seen I'm sure I've seen it oh man whatever you do don't search docking penis illustration <laughs> <laughs> and then Click Google Images. No. You don't like remember penises that you've seen? No, man. That's too that takes up too much space. I remember every vagina. That takes up too, too much, much space, space in my head. Between stocks what? and weapon making. Oh yeah, right. Stocks <laughs> are really taking up space in your head. <laughs> There's not enough room in there. I gotta make room for the important that's things. So, that's crazy. Penises are so silly looking. If I had seen a bunch of a bunch of them, I I feel like I'd remember it. No. Okay, so Billy, I I, it's it's very difficult for me to keep track of who said what. I want to make sure that you have said all you need to say about Keisha's five things before we move on. Uh, look, she basically just gave out like a sob story of what she wishes her life could be. 
And I applaud her for that. It takes a lot of oh, thank you. patheticness to admit that in front of dozens of listeners. <laughs> I mean, our parents who listen to this podcast. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. Billy, give me, give me your, your whatever, top five. Oh, my, my top bottom five your that bottom you've given five. me about your power bottom five. five minutes before the show recording to prepare for. I didn't even know what the topic was. I came in with one list and you're telling me redo it on the fly. And I gladly will. <laughs> Number one, worst thing about having hobbies. They remind you that you're a slave to your job and you can't ever find the time to do the hobbies. So it's like a weird, bizarre form of self-torment thinking, you know what I'd really like to do is practice this song that I learned on guitar, but I'll never have time because I am in COVID-19 world and have to work 24-7. I'm thinking about putting a gun in my mouth because I'm overworked and haven't slept for a full night in days. Number two. Social guilt. You tell someone that you like dicking around playing old video games, and they tell you that they just volunteered for some social justice group, and they spend all of their time helping under-supported people, and you're like, oh, I really wanted to tell you about this level that you're I'm like on. Final but Fantasy, mind, though. I can't now, because I feel really, really bad about my life decisions right now, but good for you, man. Good for you. Fuck you! Good for you, man. I'm, I'm proud of you. Number three. Good hobbies are expensive. Sure, golf is really fucking fun. I'll never be able to afford golf. My God. That's it. That's all I've got. Hobbies are expensive. Have you ever fucking done a hobby? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. Yeah, man. Playing guitar. Do you know how much I've spent on guitar stuff in my life? I've probably spent like $15,000 mm-hmm. on guitar shit over the course. And granted, you sell it, so you make some money back. And not the strings. Not side gig and money. And when people make a list of like the top thousand best guitarists, it's never you. No. No, and I can't even play their songs. It's never someone doing it as a side gig. It's the people that are doing it as a real gig. Oh, and then you want to make a record, and that's a real money sink. Oh, I'll make you a record. That sounds like a threat. Or something really erotic. No, no, no. I'll make you a record. I can record it. Billy, it's just you're, you're a cover band, but you don't stick to one. You got you to gotta pick you gotta find one the, artist. Exactly. So that's the same thing with, shop, with drop shipping. You got to find one market. The worst fucking market. No, that's a horrible example. I'm never going to take your advice just as a, as a blanket rule now. Anyways, good hobbies are expensive. Next. So what did we learn today? No, I've got more. No, what you are you said doing? that was it. You said you, you didn't said have any more, man. No, I said next, no. as in no, shut no, the no, fuck no. up and oh. let me you say said, my next one. I'm trying, all I man. Got. You said that's all I got. That means I got no more. Unexpensive. I hate you. Let me finish my goddamn list. I'm not. I'm trying. No, no. Okay. Number number four. No, number two. Oh, are you going the wrong way again? <laughs> you got to go one, two, three, four, five, not five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Number four, having hobbies that you can't share with anyone that just make you really, really lonely all the time. Like when you and your wife are supposed to spend time together and you want to go play a rousing game of disc golf and she wants to watch reality television shows. Yes. Yes. 90-day fiance, motherfucker. Oh, Maggie. Or talk about her real estate side hustle that's actually literally making our family money. Mm -hmm. But all I want to do is watch Seinfeld seasons one through nine and write a commentary about it for the deep web. Dude, your wife is dope. Why is she not on this podcast? That's true. That's true. Yeah, she, It'd be nice to have another. She's got too many side be gigs. Nice to have another lady. Yeah, she does have too many side gigs. Motherfucker, this lady was like designing interior homes for like Jamal. rich dudes. Jamal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for like rich dudes, like literally like in like the richest building in the city of Austin, and now she's like selling real estate like a player. Damn. Yeah, she's pretty cool. Let's get back to me. 
Have you realized how hard it is to, like, meet people to share hobbies with? Remember when you were in high school and college and you could always find someone who shared common interests and then you're an adult working from home and you're like, oh, I want to go do this. I wonder if I can find anybody who wants to do it. You call your friends and they're like, no, I'm not into that anymore. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's how, I guess I'll go be alone. That's how we got roped into this podcast because Brandon was like, hey, I have friends. You want guys want to do this stuff with me? And we're like, sure, whatever. Why not? Five, six episodes in. You guys still enjoy doing it? I feel bad because it seems like you're always working really hard at your normal job, and I feel like I'm distracting from it. You're like, pay attention to this. I feel like emoji. one day you're going to be like, like, like you're going to find out I'm not really dying, and you're going to be like, we, we, thought, we, we thought this was your like make-a-wish. And we thought it, it would have run its course by now. Um, we're, we're. I always assumed if you got a make a wish, you'd want to go to like Disneyland with Kevin James or something oh, really weird. Oh, that sounds fun. You know, I am not a Kevin James guy. You strike me as a Kevin James guy. No, come on. Okay, number five. When you have a hobby and then you try to make it a side gig or a job. You're basically falling for that trick where your parents told you to dream big and you could do anything and to follow your dreams. And then really <laughs> you start to try to pursue your hobbies and monetize them and your entire life comes crashing down and you can't pay your bills and you get way into a car loan or way into your rent and you can't figure out how to monetize anything. So you decide you have to sacrifice everything and join a corporate America job where your life completely falls apart and you look into the empty void of your email all day and feel like you're dying inside. That's the problem with hobbies. That's pretty good. I feel like that's pretty good. Yeah, you just described my life. The worse my top five is, the better Billy's is. Oh, don't take credit so for this. So you're shit. welcome. No, don't take for credit. The inspiration. No, I, no, my shoulders no, no, and my back no, are no, so no, sore no, from no, carrying no. this Bullshit. podcast. You got to be better. I need to do more workouts so that I can carry this podcast. I'm yeah, the one stop, that gave you that stop. idea because I'm the like, like I wake up and want to <laughs> do shit, and then I'm just kind of like, nah. Cause like I the whole the whole thing with your top five about things you want to do came because I always wanted to learn how to be like a survivalist and I wanted to learn how to be like work with metal and be able to like create weapons out of nothing because I thought if society ever falls apart that I could actually like be able to do something and become like valuable and a prominent member of the new society with like no technology and everything's going to shit. But now that's actually happened with COVID and things are falling apart and I don't know how to make a weapon and I don't know how to make metal I don't know how to work with metal and I'm gonna be completely fucking useless. My wife's gonna lead me for like an alpha male. Who who can like fucking punch people and I'm going to be alone and fucking I'm nothing. I want to be on a podcast with just Brandon <laughs> now. I'm, <laughs> I'm out. Billy, we never know when you're kidding. No, I'm always like, he's going to leave us for real now. We're done. <laughs> it's because I'm wearing a black shirt in the dark and I just stand up and it looks <laughs> Look, like he's I'm gone. gone. We did it. We finally pushed him away. How's that mic stand, motherfucker? I bought you a oh, new man. mic stand. It's great. It's so big and so strong. That one was expensive. I haven't cashed that check though yet. So oh, I did. You still got I deposited that, going for that you. right away. Did you really? Yeah. I'm like, yup. Thank you. I'm like debating whether or not to take a government loan. I gotta tear up the check. This is. Y you should go no, put no. it towards the. You deposit put it. Put it towards the co or the you cameo. Deposit it. No, you deposit it. No, 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 no. Don't tear it. Don't tear it. You know, it's the that check costs money too. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the red to write that check. You know that. No, seriously, checks cost. Anybody with a QuickBooks account understands you got to buy. Checks cost money, and especially if you get the nice ones, yeah, not the ones that true. are like easy to counterfeit. And there's stamps on it, so the stamps, that's like. Oh, I actually, stamps. I get, well, I take pride in my stamps. I'm not one of those fucking douchebags that buys the stamps at the grocery store. I go to my post office to buy my stamps. Wow. 
Did you guys have Harry Potter stamps or Batman stamps? I, I, I threw it away before I could see it. Yeah, I don't think I noticed. Did you seriously not notice the stamp? No, I didn't. I'm sorry. God damn it. No, they were Batman stamps. Why didn't? Why are you? I'm pretty sure. Why are you asking us if you know the answer? You're just, I think because Maggie I wanted, just, opened you're just doing it. I wanted this. you to be excited you're about it. You're doing this to hurt your own feelings when you know the answer. No, because I... We're not going to no, look I at thought stamps. I, it just doesn't happen. Why not? So, to be perfectly honest, I really do love collecting stamps. But it's actually a pretty expensive it hobby because you have to pay for all the you stamps. Because the stamps are, I have, are like... Well, I know like when my sister's like looking for stamps for her wedding invitations, the fancier ones are less amount. So, you got to buy more of them. And you got to find one that look alike. Well, for invitations, the cards, you got to get the butterfly stamps. And yeah, those are expensive. And But there's really not much variety. But with a normal stamp, a forever stamp, tons of variety. No, 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 no. I didn't send you guys Batman stamps. You had uh, Star Trek stamps. Ooh. That's right. I have Star Trek, Batman, uh, Marvel. Um, I, 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 my passion is collecting stamps. But I thought it was stadiums. Too expensive. I thought it was local government. Listen, man, you got to pick a lane. Pick a lane and stick to it. <laughs> That's too many nerdy things. My traditional hobby is collecting like stamps. At least like my pick, passion for... Pick one uh, cool thing. One cool thing. That's all I'm None at. of them are yeah. cool. Well, now we know that. This is the coolest thing you're doing right now is just hanging out with us via podcast. You are the most confident person I've ever known, and it's the most unjustifiably confident. <laughs> I'm talking into Brandon. <laughs> Why? What do you mean? I'm not confident. I'm not. No, I just don't give a fuck. What people think. There's a difference Except you between care being about confident and not giving a fuck. Except you care about what my mom thinks about you not being funny. That you care about. Well, I care <laughs> if I do something. Yeah, I care about feedback. Or like when I send you guys the little animation, I'm like, hey, did you like it? And you're like, cool, bro. And I'm like, I don't care about anyone else. Don't you fucking care about it? So what did we learn today? We what learned fucking we learn? nothing. Well, I learned a lot about Keisha today. <laughs> and, and how she probably... <laughs> has some changes she'd like to make in her life and stonks <laughs> she's gonna sell skulls and then she's gonna have like a stock tip hotline all right Keish, remind the people what's the website socialskulls.com we uh we also have a new podcast launching uh soon uh the trailer's out you can search for it and subscribe so you have the next uh you know when the new episode comes out it's uh all about 90 Day Fiance. So if you like shitty reality yes. television uh, and you're not watching 90 Day Fiance, you're doing it wrong. You got to watch it. I'm I'm in it. I'm in 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, she's in it. Guys, I may get exposed to COVID this weekend, so we'll see you next week. Keisha, did you learn anything? No. Billy, did what, you learn anything? What the fuck? You guys don't appreciate my skills for stonks and drop shipping. That's what I've learned. You have no skills. You have no skills. That's what we learned. You're the opposite of David S. Pixley. That's what I learned. <laughs> I have limited <laughs> skills. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Uh, Bye. Bye.